I had no idea at the time that I made this person an idol. I mean, when God revealed that to me, I was in shock. I think disbelief is more like it. Hi, you are listening to another episode of A Single Moment Podcast, where I am your host, Deanna Seals. I'm helping you apply God's truth to your everyday. Let's get started. Today we are talking about recognizing your idols that you have in your life. And I really think that a lot of people may not even truly know what an idol is. And let me just speak from my own experience first. When God revealed that to me, I'll never forget I was about uh, between the ages of 21 to 23 years old and I happened to be on a retreat with a girlfriend at the time with her church and it was a women's retreat it was for teens you know young ladies older women I mean it was just such a great retreat I can't remember exactly what the evangelist at the time was talking about I don't remember the name of her sermon But I do know that whatever she said at that moment, I remember the Holy Spirit convicting me like at the dinner table because it was it was a banquet, I think, at the dinner table. And God revealed to me at that moment that that person who I uh loved so much at the time that guy who I was just so into that he was an idol in my life and I was completely just stunned I was so shocked because the only thing that I knew about idols was what I saw in the Ten Commandments (laughs) it was what I saw in the Ten Commandments and I love the Ten Commandments that comes on around Easter, you know, with Moses and the children of Israel. And so for me, I was so shocked when he said, this person is an idol in your life. I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, it's not a golden calf. It's not, you know, I'm not like the children of Israel, like, you know, dancing with the gold chains and bowing down to this statue. What do you mean an idol? And so when the Holy Spirit really let me in on the intel that girl, what are you doing? Yes, you've made this person who you think that you love. Hello, who you think that you love. Um, you've made this person as an idol. I was just, I, I, I immediately, um, I didn't tell anybody at the time, I remember. I was really kind of processing all of that and just silently talking to God, asking, well, like, tell me more, you know. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I thought that an idol was this golden calf. And in reality, the truth is an idol, what I've come to know, you know, now I am definitely not in my twenties anymore, but what I know is that an idol is anything, anything, whether it's a statue, whether it's a person, whether it's a, a celebrity, anything that you have worshipped, anything that you've made an image or a representation of being your God with the little G. You know, some people don't recognize idols in their life because it can be so subtle. Um, it, it sneaks in. You don't really understand that you are spending more time on this or with this person than you are spending with God. You are so into serving your wants and your desires and you have made that thing and it could be really a good thing. And do you know that what I know now, it can be an idol can be something that God has blessed you with but was never supposed to be an idol and that's the thing it can be anything so I looked up the the definition of an idol and it says an image or representation of a god with a little g used as an object of worship a person or thing that is greatly admired loved or revered so Here's the question that I have for you. I have a couple of questions. So when you think about yourself, your life, is your heart and mind consumed with it? Whatever it is, can you live without it? Are you willing to compromise God's standard for it? So an idol can be social media, it can be friends, it could be, you know, people who desire marriage, people who desire children, it can be a job, it can be a quest for success, it can be your fraternity or sorority, it can be money, it can be sex, it can be love, anything that you put before God can be your idol because you are worshiping that thing or that person and so you may think to yourself oh my gosh well I can never you know do that I can never put that before God uh pause right there because you can you absolutely can and we are living in a day and a time where we are so distracted by so many things we are getting our wants and our needs for the most part met so um fast because we're in a microwave society i mean it is so easy to get sucked up into this this race of success and life and comparisons that we push god out of the way and we insert the object of our affection there's a movie I think called the object of our affection which I love and I think um Jennifer Anderson was in it Paul Rudd yes I know my celebrities <laughs> Jennifer Anderson Paul Rudd was in the object of my affection and so what is the object of your affection and whatever the object of your affection is have you 
spent more time on it or with it than God. You know, in the morning, I remember I started to really um, think about how much I'm consuming, um, you know, uh, uh, social media. You know, am, am I reaching for my phone in the morning? I remember I started to do that and I had to quickly check myself. And so in the morning, I said, I, I have to really consciously now tell myself, don't you reach for that phone. No, you spend time with God. You want to start your day off with him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God um, and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Matthew 633 for my Bible readers out there. Um, but people may not understand how quickly and how easily it is for you to get um, really sucked into this idol worship because you may never think that it would happen to you. But think again, because if left unchecked, if you are not checking yourself, if you are not conscious of the things that you are consuming, you know, what is your heart and mind wrapped up into so much? Some people are so consumed with with success to a fault where they are putting it above God. And there is nothing wrong with the desire to be successful. There's nothing wrong with the, the, with the desire to be loved and, and for marriage and for children. There's nothing wrong with the desires that God has placed in our hearts. But he never meant to put those in our hearts for them to become first place in our hearts first place in our lives. So again, what is the object of your affection? And when I think about how the Holy Spirit revealed all of that to me, man, oh my gosh. I, yes, you know, <laughs> I laugh now. I dare not say that person's name, but I laugh now because Yes, that person was an idol. I mean, the sun and the moon just set on that person. I mean, you talking about me thinking and thinking about that person day and night. I mean, there was nothing that I, you know, wouldn't do. I thought that I was going to marry this person. Now, mind you, I was like 21 or 22, 23. I knew nothing. Absolutely. I knew nothing about love. That's another show. But the thing is, when God revealed that to me, I made it my purpose moving forward not to ever, ever let that happen again, specifically with a man in my life, specifically with the person. Um, now, the other things such as social media, uh, I really have had to have a good handle and grip on weight. You're, you're spending too much time with that. You're doing too much. Anything that you are doing um, too much of and God is like number two, you've made that an idol. You've made that the object of your affection, not in a good way. You are worshiping that thing. And God does not want that for us. God does not want that for us. He has desires that he wants us to fulfill, that he's placed that into our lives. But again, they were never meant to be in first place. And when you think about it, the word of God in the first and second commandment, thou shall have no other gods before me. 
no other gods with the little g. When you look in the book of Revelation, it says, you've done this for me, you've done that, but you have left your first love. You can be in ministry and do all the things that God wants you to do. But my friends, it was never meant to take the place of God. There is nothing or no one that could ever compete. There is no comparing God to anything else. But we let our little gods, you know, slowly creep into our lives when we do not have God in first place as he belongs. And when I think about um, a story in the Bible, I think about Abraham and Sarah who waited and wanted children. I mean, I think I I think the number of years may have been 25, I think. Um, but they waited so long to have children. So long. And here it is. After Isaac was born, God gave Abraham a test. And the test was this. He said, Abraham, I want you to take your son. Yes, the son that I promised you, the son that you love, I want you to go and I want you to sacrifice your son to me. Now, Abraham and Sarah waited about 20, 25 years for the promised child. God promised this child to Abraham and Sarah. And then it's like God said, I want you to sacrifice what I gave you, this blessing that I gave you. I mean, if I were Abraham and Sarah, I would be like, what? Like, are are you are you kidding me? <laughs> but what did Abraham do? My word of God says Abraham quickly rose up the next morning, took his child, saddled his donkeys, and they went to the place to sacrifice. And you can read that in Genesis, the 22nd chapter. So here, I'm going to read you this verse, the 22nd chapter and the second verse. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. And that's what God told Abraham to do. Now, why would God tell Abraham to do that? I think it was for a couple of reasons. Number one, obedience, obedience. When God is asking you to submit something to him, will you do it? That's one way you can test whether or not that thing or that person is an idol. If God asks you to surrender something unto him, unto God, are you holding on to it? Or is your hand an open hand where God can easily pick from it? Or that you can say, God, here, you get, you've given me this, but I'm going to give it back to you. Or I'm going to leave my hand open for you to just take it. I'm going to submit that thing to you. If you are having a hard time doing that, if God is asking you to submit something to him and you are having a hard time letting that thing go, my friends, that may very well be an idol in your life. That may be the God with the little G that you are serving. And the other reason that I think God asked Abraham to sacrifice um, his son Isaac, because 
Abraham and Sarah, they loved Isaac so much. I mean, this was the promised son. And so God wanted to see, or God, God already knew, but he wanted to really test the heart of Abraham. Can Abraham sacrifice his son in his heart? You know, God is asking us to say yes to him. And to whatever degree that yes is, will be, uh, will will give insight to what God is asking you to submit. So, is your heart so clear um, and free of this idol of this little God that you have placed that you would be willing to give up whatever God is asking you to give up? So, God was testing Abraham's heart. Because we can hold on to something, a desire so much that it becomes a a God in our lives. You know, there are so many people who desire children and children are a gift from God. But is that desire so consuming that it has become an idol of worship in your life? So many people are desiring marriage and love. But has it become so much so that marriage has become this God in your life? Again, it's never meant to become a God in your life, whatever that desire is. So many people climb the ladder of success and want success so bad to the detriment of moral standards. Has it become a God in your life. And so those are the questions that you need to ask yourself. What are the idols in your life? And how can you recognize them? Number one, you can recognize it again. Is your heart and mind consumed with it? Number two, can you live without it? Number three, are you willing to compromise God's standards for it? And so maybe you're not bowing down to worship it, but you worship things with your heart, with your mind, with with what you are consuming, with 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 anything that is is taking God's place. If God is not first in your life, then everything else will be out of place. And so we often don't have a clue that an idol has creeped into our lives because, you know, the enemy will work that thing, you know, and, and sometimes we help the enemy out (laughs) by consuming so much of this and not consuming, uh, and not consuming the right things. Food can be an idol. When you are angry and sad and frustrated, when your emotions are just got you all entangled, are you running to prayer or are you running to food? Are you running to shopping or are you running to God? You know, so those are the questions that you need to ask yourself. So let's do some reevaluation. Spring is coming up. And I always say in my life, you know, it's always time for some spring cleaning. Let's reevaluate what exactly we are consuming. And when I say consuming, I'm not just talking about what you are eating what you are putting in your mouth, but what are you putting into your heart? What is your eyes, you know, entangled with? What is your heart and your mind consumed with? And if it's not consumed 
with God, with if he is not in first place, then there are some things that are out of place. And so I'm here to tell you, let's let's get clear. Let's get refocused. Let's put first things first, because we don't have time for idols in our lives. I mean, if you look in the Bibles, I mean, the children of Israel, um, the idol worship, what we worship now, all in the Bible, God is saying, because you've left me, because you are not bowing down to me, because you are not recognizing that I am your one and true living God. He is the one. He is number one and should be number one in all of our lives. So let's put things back in first place. And that's starting with God. God first, everything else is second. So if you have liked this podcast, if you've enjoyed it, if you've gleaned from it, please write a review. I would love to know. I would love to know your your responses, your answers, your questions. Let's get to know each other more and more. Until next time, thank you again for joining your host, Deanna Seals, for a single moment podcast.